Welcome to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information and views from industry leaders. Hi, I'm Danielle Brown, staff writer for McKnight's Long-Term Care News. The fourth annual McKnight's Women of Distinction Awards were held May 12th and 13th in Chicago, where we honored women leaders in skilled nursing, senior living, and home care. I spoke with Patty Cullen, president and CEO of Care Providers of Minnesota, and a Hall of Honor inductee this year. We discussed the ongoing workforce crisis, plus how long the public health emergency declaration will last. Patty, how does it feel to be an honoree? Well, I'm actually a little bit humbled. There's people here that I've just met over the last few hours being here who have about as much experience as I have, which is decades, but who have just leadership stories that are phenomenal. So I'm a little bit humbled and very honored to be here. What's been your favorite part so far about the um, Women of Distinction events? Well, I think it's the, the recognition from peers and recognition from folks who are kind of my bosses, my board of directors, my members, the people who have reached out to acknowledge how important it is to recognize leaders, recognize people who have spent a lot of time, especially during the last few years. It's been a hard few years. That's awesome to hear. So just switching gears for a little bit, Minnesota ha- just released a, a big survey um, about the workforce and then the, where a lot of facilities stand financially. And so um, you mentioned there were some shocking results. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Right. We know that we have about 23,000 vacant positions across the spectrum for assisted living and nursing facilities. Our recent survey showed that about 11% of our nursing facilities are on the brink of closure. Um, and that's 40 buildings. That's a lot. We have had, in the last three years, 17 nursing homes close. Some due to the financial stress of decreased census and huge increases in workforce expenses. Others have closed because they can't find workers mm-hmm. and they want to give safe care. And in order to give safe care, you have to have the workforce. And so that has forced some buildings to close. So. Those are pretty staggering. We have a large proposal pending before our legislature to ask for increases in Medicaid funds so that we can provide more livable wages for our workforce. What's the biggest fear um, that you guys have if that package doesn't pass? Our biggest fear is that for all of those staff that have hung on and that are working long hours, overtime, taking extra shifts, that they will leave and more buildings will close. And the impact of the closures are really significant in rural communities. We have a lot of our rural facilities that have closed, and it means that if you want to find a place for your loved one, you will be going two, three hours before you can visit them, and that means they won't get visitors. It means that in small towns, the number one employer will leave, and that town will close. So it's economic, resident and families, and the hospitals have no place to discharge people to, so they will be full. Now, workforce and occupancy, those are some of the biggest issues providers talk about. What, what, is, what is a challenge that's being overlooked, in your opinion? I think making sure we have a stable plan for COVID in the long run. Don't forget we still have COVID. Don't forget we still need funding and programs for ongoing testing, ongoing vaccination programs, access to regular PPE. It's not going away, and I think people because they're going in public without wearing masks, forget that in our healthcare settings, we still live with COVID. So let's figure out how to live with it and and make sure we have all the resources we need for the protection we need. 
and if we do that, we also hopefully will be able to attract workers who aren't afraid to come into our settings because we're doing the right thing. You know, a, a lot of the people, a lot of like top health officials, they fear, you know, the summer coming along because, you know, people get a little bit more looser with their restrictions. Is that a big fear in just, you know, the nursing home community as well? I think when everything was shut down and, and every city had masks and you had to wear masks for traveling, I think it was easier to go into buildings and know you had to be protected. But now that you go everywhere and there's no masks and, and people are very lax at even screening and testing, it's very difficult to say, and when you come into our buildings, you got to change who you are. You can be out there in the community like there's no COVID, but when you come into these buildings, you've got to wear PPE, you got to screen, you got to be vaccinated. I think it's much more difficult now to flip back and forth. Do you feel like um, nursing homes have gotten the support they needed from, you know, the federal government um, and even st your state, your own state government, um, as far as, you know, making sure you guys have enough resources to, you know, keep buildings safe? Because, you know, to nursing, nursing homes have been a huge target from, you know, officials and, and things like that for the amount of, of, of infections that were spread in their buildings. I think, as we all know, early on, we got nothing. You know, there was garbage bags for, for gowns. There was no PPE. Everyone geared up, gave us vaccines, gave us testing, gave us PPE. My fear is that it's going to go away. When the federal public health emergency goes away, we won't have some of the flexibilities we've had for um, Medicare three-day prior stay or in some states where they got additional waivers when the public health emergency was gone. We don't have an ongoing testing program built in. We don't have the resources that we have built into our rates to pay. We will continue to have to test. We don't know what the fall is going to be looking like for vaccines. And do you combine the influenza and the COVID vaccine? And how do you do those tests and the screening? So there's still a lot of unanswered questions. We don't want to be abandoned again, though. We want people to still remember it is with us today. Is there a fear or is there just a sense that the actual public health emergency declaration is coming to an end? Um, it seems like, the, you know, that's a request, you know, it seems like they may get slower and slower signing that document, at least closer and closer to the expiration date. Is there, is there a fear among providers that that's going to actually happen pretty soon? Yes, our national association, the American Healthcare Association, just released a statement saying, please extend it. The, the date that we watch is actually coming up, May 15th, because that means they said they'd give us 60 days notice. It's supposed to expire July 15th. We are really hoping that it's extended through the end of the year, because with that, we think we have the capacity to be able to request money from the CDC to get some of the programs that we need and money from the feds, as well as some of the flexibilities. We are hopeful that people still recognize that COVID is active and still alive. Case numbers are up. What they're, what, what's happening, though, is people are not getting as sick. And so it's not become the health, the huge cry that it was early on when we had so many deaths. Now, the president, he's um, put out an extensive kind of reform plan for nursing homes. Um, what are just your thoughts on that? Did you think it was kind of fair to target, you know, nursing homes um, in that manner, especially knowing what you know about the beginning of the pandemic and then how, you know, you guys, how the industry has responded over time once they got the necessary resources to combat the, the disease? Well, one of my sayings I've done in the decades I've been in this profession is you can't regulate quality. You have to fund it. 
And so the plan, while it has some interesting ideas that everyone would probably say, it's great ideas to make sure we have adequate staff. But you can't just say you have to have adequate staff. You have to fund us. You have to fund the levels that we need. And, and these days, when it's so difficult to find workforce everywhere, to, to have mandates that are built in that will cost us money, money that we could be using to give care to our residents, and instead that money's going to pay for fines, and that money, is, is, to me, is very short-sighted. And it comes at a time where we... I have folks in my, I have a membership organization and they really felt it was mean-spirited after all they've done to try to save lives day in and day out for over two years to have that as the response from the federal government was pretty personal. So what do you say to your workers or, you know, people who come to you when they are feeling a little bit discouraged at all the work that they did and then just kind of take a big hit from the president on a huge national stage like that? I say focus on what you do well. And remember who you're working for. Remember the residents whose lives you make a difference for every day. There's going to be these swirling voices. I've been around long enough. I was here before Oprah. I was here before Oprah. And, and everything happens in cycles. So do your best. Do the, do the thing that you're in the profession for, as we're all in this profession for. And it will, it will play out. And there will be fights. And at the end of the day, what you want to do is you want to make the lives of those you care for meaningful at the end of their days. Well, thank you so much, Patty, and congratulations again on being um, elected to the, into the Hall of Honor. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I think it's been, it's been a great run so far. I'm looking forward to at least another few years before retirement, but um, every day is a challenge, and that's kind of what I like. So thank you. Thank you for listening to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers podcast. For the latest in long-term care news, visit McKnight's.com.